0: Hi everyone, welcome to Beer and Bunce. Uh, this time I am joined by Dan. Say hello, Dan. Hello, Dan. I thought you would. All <laughs> right, we'll go straight into it. I try and test it before you uh, explain who you are. Uh, this one is from drive Through Andy, and it's called Crop, I think. No. Oh, no, it's the other way around, did not it? It's from Crop Beer, and it's Drive-Thru Andy. The- <laughs> it's been a long day, so it's going to go well <laughs> already. started, so... Uh, Right, I'll let you have a sweep while i talk through the can. So this is a foggy IPA. It's 7.2%. Passion about innovation is a constant and if that means breaking things because we push them too far, well, that'll be the lessons learned. As brewers, we are both scientists and creatives. Scientists test theories and creatives add flares to the product. We also believe that beer is some of its parts and we love our suppliers as much as our brewers. So this has got... Hops, Idaho Seven, Citra, Ruaka. No idea. I'm I'm sure I pronounced it wrong as well. So, but who cares? Let's be honest. But yeah, um, what's your verdict on the Foggy IPA? Because I know you were uh, initially a bit intrigued at the 7.2% part. <laughs> well,
1: I was about to say, considering the percentage, it's quite drinkable. That is I feel like I could you could probably accidentally drink too many
0: of those. I thought that when I tried it so I tried this previously um, and it doesn't taste 7.2% in the slightest it's very smooth there's no real harshness or even massive bitterness to it really as an IPA my kind of analysis I think it's very floral and I think it's quite hoppy yeah, the, oh, so the, the, to fair, nice. the citrus, the, the citrus hop kind of gives you that kind of sort of bit of citrus bite to it, but I don't think it's a massively overpowering one. I think it kind of lifts the palate a little bit, um, but yet, I can't really identify anything massive on the aroma of it.
1: No, I, I, the only thing I would say, like I've just said, is that I think this could be quite a dangerous one. You could definitely get accidentally drunk on this. Yeah, like a get yourself early, in though. trouble. Yeah, it's
0: nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so. As I'm drinking it, no massive bitterness throughout it. It's quite smooth on palate. I think it's got a decent body to it, though. You, you can taste there's a beer there, but yeah. it's not overpowering it any way, shape or form. I do think it has been quite cleverly done. Mm. Well, these are drive through andy uh, beers. There was a, a big group of us uh, that were involved in like the Movem beer uh, thing, like raising money for charity like through Movember. There uh, like, like, you know, there's opportunities to win beer, Um, and we actually got approached by these guys, and um, basically they sent a couple of cans through to everybody, just to try, and it was one of those ones, I don't ask for freebies from anybody, everybody who's dealt with me before, they know I don't ask for anything, like if anything I just try and get exposure to different breweries where I can, but I, I was quite impressed with this, especially I think it was their first ever like standalone beer as well. That's good. So, um, I, <laughs> it's I, 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 I think odd. it's impressive. Yeah. I, I do like it, but yeah. Um, if you haven't tried it, drive through Andy. Not Crop. Crop is the brewery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> drive through Andy. It's Foggy IPA, and yeah, I think it's an uh, absolute cracker. Yeah, it's nice. I, c- I could definitely see myself drinking some more of that. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the way you're looking at yeah, it. Yeah, it's good. Or uh, <laughs> what's left of it. Yeah. <clears throat> right, Dan. Now you have actually featured for us before, haven't you? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, as a my hands, Dan. my hands did. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard your dulcet tones as well. Yeah, um, unfortunately. Yes. <laughs> so you were involved in the episode fourteen, which was supposed to be like some of the worst beers we could ever find, and <laughs> some of them actually turned out to be really, really nice, which was really disappointing. <laughs> I put a lot of effort into that as well, uh, but, but
1: yeah, with with that as well, because I think those, those some of those beers, which are the, supposed to be the worst that you could ever find, I'd recommend it. I think one of them, hadn't I? Don't know. Which I was a bit cut up about. I thought I like that one.
0: <laughs> oh well, it was just uh, the whole idea was a to try and find horrible ones, but also ones that were just weird and wacky as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, I think we were hoping for it to be. You need to start
1: backtracking now. Aren't it?
0: <laughs> as you're well aware, Dan, I do not care if I offend. If anything, I normally go my way to offend people. Oh. <laughs> that's more that, that, that's more my style. Uh, but yeah, tell us about it. Your, Bet yourself then. I don't not know I've stopped halfway through a sentence. So going
1: right, yeah. really smooth this is. Not much to tell. It's I hate, that question's always a difficult one because then you think what 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 is there about me I don't well, know. Well,
0: well, normally my first response is I'm
1: a dickhead. But well, okay, <laughs> right fair enough. Well, um, no, well, I'm Dan, obviously. I like beer. Uh, that's, that's obvious. A start, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like music. That's my big my big thing for I me. Say,
0: if I was going to say an identifying uh thing that you focus on like, I would say it's very much your Music is a very big part of your life, I'd say. Metal. <laughs> Not just metal, but like also something, because oh, we, yeah. we had a conversation about uh, Peter Gabriel the other day. Oh, so. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, but, well, a big record collector, c- collects CDs, records, probably got about a thousand, maybe, yeah, CDs, records, that sort of thing. Thousand? Wow, yeah. That's, that's impressive. That's a mixture of CDs and, and vinyl, but...
0: That's still a uh, lot to store. <laughs> yeah, it is, a lot to store. Uh, <laughs>
1: wife's not too happy about them all taking up space but you know yeah that's probably the biggest defining thing for me I spend a lot of time just with the headphones on <laughs> on my now, own <laughs>
0: now, now is that for the music or is that to avoid the wife and kids Uh or a bit of both I'm gonna say the music tactical choice yeah yeah I like it I like it <laughs> see I, I'm more blunt I just say no go no away uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so it's, it's not just collecting um records and things either though you, you actually quite enjoy going to a lot of concerts and things as well. Oh yeah, that's
1: my my big I mean I work in the events industry. Um I've done for probably 15 years or so now. Um and yeah, definitely going to going to concerts during lockdown was was tough because all, that, all that went away and it was just <laughs> like oh I really want to get back to it. So I've got quite a few booked in this year. that I'm just looking forward to getting
0: out and going to so yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think yeah, that, that's me. <laughs>
0: I always find the events industry itself is quite an interesting one because it's one of those ones that people say I work in events. Everyone goes, oh yeah, okay. Like, but what actually, is events? I mean, I think oh. quite, it's kind of a broad spectrum, really, isn't it? It's not. It's, yeah, not
1: it's just someone because what I do specifically is rigging. So somebody described it very well to me a long time ago, and they said, "What we do is like the engine room of the Titanic." <laughs> What? When it comes, to, yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you go to a concert or an event, it it doesn't move, you know, without us putting the work in, but we're hidden below deck. And when people say, oh, What do you do specifically in the events industry? I kind of just, just say, Oh, don't worry about it because, yeah. either it'll bore someone or they just <laughs> go, oh, Yeah,
0: they're just usually not interested at all. So I tend to just go, Yeah, look, just don't worry about it. <laughs> just- yeah, well, one of my closest friends is um, a sound engineer, and okay, um, yeah. absolutely obsessed with. He calls it music. I would say noise. Um, bear in mind, I'm a. I grew up as a rocker and everything as well. So did he. So we started off along kind of similar lines. I've kind of like tapered a bit more, maybe towards like I still listen to more rock music, but I like a bit of the classical and stuff like. I can appreciate that type of yeah. thing and stuff now. Where he, it is literally genuine noise. So he spent about twelve and a half, no, two and a half grand on a synth. And essentially, to me, all it made was a pop noise, <laughs> just at a the regular intervals. Get, yeah. And he was telling me, oh, it's brilliant this is, i spent like three days building this, I'm like, brilliant. <laughs> Thanks, Cole. <No>. Um, <laughs> but
1: well, when I first started in it, I thought I wanted to get into, the, to be a sound engineer, and that's what I did, I went to college, I did sound engineering, yeah. and acoustics, I did all that, and then I started <clears> working <throat> in it, and I thought, this really
0: isn't for me. So I sort of ditched that and went to rigging because it looked more fun. <laughs> well, he's done a lot of things like, um, like uh, the Mac, the Rep. Yeah, yeah. The like, sort of yeah. get in, get out. That that's where I started with the Rep as yeah. well. To be fair, so yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest thing that people can't, don't kind of understand when it comes to, especially like sound engineering, is you have to start your way at the bottom, work your way up, and a lot of your work you do just to get a profile is actually free, you don't oh, earn yeah, money for it, yeah. and I think that's one of the, it's one of those things where, on paper, business have engineer seems like a fun, interesting job, and yet when it comes to the actual nitty gritty of trying to get yourself on it, you do the training, you're like, absolutely not, I'm not doing yeah. this. I think that there is money to be, to be made doing, oh, yeah, definitely. in that industry,
1: but usually at the higher levels, I think the majority, 90% of the people that are in the industry, whether it's Lighting, sound, rigging, whatever it is, are doing it for the passion, yeah. Because they love, they love doing what they're doing. Like I said, there is money to be made, but
0: it's you have to really work
1: at it. You
0: know? Yeah. So, but yeah. No, I I think it's a it's an industry that a, is very tough, um, but like you say, it can be rewarding for the people who it's actually do want to persevere for it. But yeah. oh, I definitely couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna a Lot of late I, nights, early
1: mornings, not much sleep. But there's a lot of drinking as well, so
0: oh, I mean, fair. I'm good at that part. Um, <laughs> you'd be all right, you'd fit for it. How's patience part? That I'm not. Someone else said that. to me
1: once again. It's always ninety percent. Ninety percent of what we do is just turning up and being able to deal with it. Ten percent is what you
0: know. It's to deal with it. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah. To deal with the changes and the, and the See, nonsense and yeah. I'm very much like I'm a black country boy and I'm a old school black country boy <laughs> as well. So when someone starts giving you a lip. I struggle to control myself, like control myself. so yeah. yeah, I have to control myself now because you know I'm old, boring, married <laughs> kids. Uh, but that doesn't stop that part of your brain engaging. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like... Mm. You always start and you, yeah, you have to stop yourself, don't you? So, yeah. yeah. So uh, And it's one of those uh, ones I definitely haven't got the patience for. But I do find it uh, intriguing in that type of... I think I just like, again, exposure to lots of different... Things really, especially yeah. like industry stuff that you don't have any yeah. idea about. I think sometimes just actually spending a day, like uh, once I spent um, a day doing a complete brew with like Sadler's Brewery. Okay, I'd never done anything like that before. And actually, as to so the process from beginning yeah, to end, going yeah. through the whole thing was actually really, really interesting. I mean, I never followed it on, I was yeah. like, okay, I've learned enough now. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I think you're only here once and you're like. Yeah. Why not absorb as much information as you can? I've never understood these people that like literally just like, pod through and go, oh, I've got no interest Quite in close mind doing about things. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, lots of experience. You yeah, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, so brief introduction. <laughs> uh, this is the part where you have to start chugging, though, because we need to move on to the next one. Oh, no, so, apologies. Uh, I was just sipping and enjoying Ah, uh, see. So you, you can tell that uh, you're not a seasoned veteran when it comes to this. A lot of it is fast-paced drinking a Okay. very... ABV beers. Um, All right. <laughs> so the tried and tested for uh, this episode is Drive through Andy from Crop Beer. Cracking beer, really enjoyable, especially if you're an IPA lover that doesn't want a massively hoppy one. There's quite a subtle one. I think it's definitely uh, worth a blast. Yeah. Right. Moving on to the Peter Falk for this episode is one that I was really intrigued the second I saw it. Um... This one's from Northern Monk. It's one of their specials. So this is a Saison, but it's not a normal Saison. This is one in collaboration with Ron Seal. So does exactly what it says on the tin.
1: I did worry for a second when I saw you get the can out. I thought, is he trying to kill me here? <laughs> actually giving me Ron Seal. But... I
0: mean, I can't confirm I'm not. No. Just, right. Oh, okay. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I saw those ones. the second I saw Ron Seal, I, like there's a couple of breweries, uh, like Goose Island, Northern Monk... Um, that they just do random like one off specials. Yeah. Like Goose On did uh, the cream egg one a couple of years back. Uh, I think these ones did the Aunt Bessie's uh, Yorkshire pudding and roast potatoes. Oh, and oh, one oh. was a, a jam roly poly one. Um, so that sounds like my say I know oh, yeah, yeah, that one on the Street. But uh, they just do random ones. But as soon as I saw the Ron the run Seal one, I was like, I've got to give this a try. So. Saison, I've only ever had one in my life. I hated it. So this is definitely going to be an interesting one. I know some people absolutely love Saisons. So it'd be interesting to see what you'll take. I'll let you have a swig while I talk through the can. So they call it Harvest Gold, which is 5.8. I'm sure that's kind of like a spin on like the paint labels and stuff like that that they do. <laughs> um, so Northern Monk and Ron Seal have joined forces to create a bespoke, no-nonsense beer that does exactly what it says on the tin. Do not drink and DIY. I like that one. <laughs> so uh, yeah, high quality ingredients made using the best quality hops, malt, and wheat. Uh, expertly brewed in Leeds. Simply open, pour, and enjoy. Well, wow. I've opened up, poured. Is the enjoyment element there? Because you're not looking as I, happy as the last one.
1: I was just wondering whether they named it after they, whether they intentionally went for this name and thought well, that'll do. Or when they, because yeah, that reaction, that the, the smell, when I just first smelt it, it did smell like something you might find in the garage. <laughs> <clears throat> um, it's it's nice. I'm not saying it's not, but there's a slight whiff of like,
0: if I'm honest, paint stripper.
1: <laughs> if I'm
0: honest, it tastes very similar to the last saison I had. Um, okay, I found it quite disappointing. I believe it's a French-style beer. You know I mean? It's definitely not it as floral as the last one. It's
1: it seems, it's seems more of an old-school,
0: traditional, northern European yeah. kind of beer. Um,
1: I've definitely had worse, I, I'll put it that
0: way. I've I, I, could drink, I could
1: finish pints of this, that's I've, not a
0: problem. I've definitely had better. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie, I think I've poured myself too much. <laughs> But yeah, you kind of get the... You see what I mean
1: about this? There's a slight whiff yeah. of something that... It's like it shouldn't be in there.
0: Yeah, I wonder if it's got a kind of fruit or... The yeah. problem is it doesn't actually tell you anything, does it? That's the, that's the main issue. But as you drink it, it has kind of... I would kind of say it's a cross between... An older style ale and... Like a Belgian ale. Yeah, no, I agree of, with that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of a bridging between those yeah. two, but not necessarily satisfying
1: either yeah. element. I think if it was a, a really hot day, I wouldn't think to myself, oh, I'd like a nice cold glass of this. It, I, I don't think, it, think it'd satisfy. This
0: is clearly a winter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, although it looks like it's got... A, like the way the Mr. Canada's done, it's very yeah. much like a summer barbecue appeal to it. Yeah, yeah. But if you had a barbecue and you had a mouthful of that, I'd be like... Goblin, you the next if someone fence. brought a
1: crate of those out, I'd be like, mm, uh, "Thanks, but." <laughs>
0: <laughs> at the price of them, I'd be like, "All right, money bags." <laughs> um- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: I'm not putting it down. It, it's it's definitely drinkable, but I I would prefer I definitely prefer this one. Ah, the First think,
0: one, no, no, you can't give it away yet. You have to do your ah, order at the okay, end. Okay, sorry. Ah. Forget I said that. Then <laughs> don't
1: know what I, don't know what I prefer yet.
0: <laughs> but yeah, on. It's it's it is better than the last one I had. The last one I had, literally, I could not drink at all. It was horrendous. Uh, this one is slightly better. It's a little bit smoother. I think it may have just been brewed in a I don't know, much more control style, maybe. Yeah. Maybe not as experimental as what some of the saisons may be. So, if you're a seasoned saison drinker, maybe you're a bit... It's not quite your thing. Yeah. But the thing is, I would ultimately when it comes to these type of drinks it's all about exposure and it? give it. it a try does it yeah. suit your palate or not in this case not massively bowled over by it is it drinkable yes it is yeah so but I think ultimately the biggest thing would be you just got to try don't try yeah. you don't know exactly. so, I'd agree with you it, yeah
1: it's it's drinkable but I wouldn't after having one I wouldn't go back to the bar and order another one exactly, that's, enough. To, yeah, yeah. that's enough yeah yeah I agree with that thanks
0: Right, so so we talk about the most contested thing of the week. Oh God!
1: <laughs> if you you can
0: start. the
1: slap. Uh,
0: so apparently, you know, nobody cares about any wars or anything anymore because uh, you know one overpa- uh, overpaid actor slapped another overpaid <laughs> actor, and uh, everyone's losing their mind over it. Um, I think everybody in the world has seen it by now. Yeah. Uh, and all the uh, all the conspiracy theories and, yeah. and the memes. It didn't take them long. To be fair, no. it never does. No. Uh, I think the biggest, the best meme out of it has definitely been the uh, Nicole Kidman one. Though I don't know if it's have seen that. Have you not seen
1: the Nicole I'm Kidman not too meme? Sure?
0: I'm, I, if I'll be
1: perfectly honest, when it comes to celebrity news and stuff, I'm really obviously I've seen what's happened, but it's not my not my bad. If I'm honest.
0: <laughs> I don't know most of the people are. I do not follow <laughs> celebrities whatsoever. It literally was just so bombarded across every single platform that it was unavoidable. Yeah. Bearing in mind, I generally I will not watch news. <laughs> I don't read a newspaper. I, I care very little about what's mainstream news media is supposed to be which is quite ironic considering my TV background yeah um but I just got bored of all the negativity so I as a general rule I don't follow anything like that I don't follow any celebrities because what's a celebrity it's yeah. somebody you put on a pedestal that ultimately is going to turn into a tool and <laughs> cause a problem later on anyway and everybody's going to be all, like really shocked ultimately i will judge people more on the case of what they do yeah um but, yeah, I thought in this case, yes, it was unavoidable. Um, there's loads of conspiracy theories around it as well, whether it was staged or whether it wasn't. What
1: do you reckon? I'm going to just track back. When you said you're not really into news and stuff, I'll, put th- I'll tell them the opposite. Oh, okay. I, like, I like the news. I'll read the news, radio, TV, love it. Not, keep abreast of this, you know what's going on in the world. But... Honestly, when it comes to celebrity news or even, even sport to that to that point degree, I'm just I switch off. Actually, yeah. I'm the
0: opposite. I could not give a shit about any of the <laughs> mainstream media. However, I will happily explore what's going on in NHL, NFL, rugby, <laughs> motorbikes. You know, I will cover all of that cricket because that's what I'm into. Yeah, yeah. and to be fair, the, that's my escapism as well as many people know yeah. so but no I, I think it was uh, the whole start of the pandemic which really kind of put me off in the end the daily updates and stuff yeah. like that and I was like you know what they're not telling us anything different it's just depressing I think to start with uh, I think people
1: or most people genuinely interested especially around pandemic because it was a big thing it's what it still is to a degree but um, it, uh, yeah I think if you get hit punch in the face every day with the same thing it'd be it'd just becomes... Desensitised yeah, to it, Yeah, you, you do become desensitised to it, yet. yeah. Yeah, um,
0: no, so that, I think that's what kind of pushed me away from it altogether in the yeah. end. Uh, but yeah, no. I used to be a old man reading newspaper inside a country pub with an open <laughs> fire and whatever random mail they got on. But uh, no. Not anymore. Come no, on. we've massively put off. So I think everybody's uh, general patterns have quite changed, have not they? really, in that respect. But no, I think... Um, in my personal opinion the whole thing Chris Rock made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith's haircut Will Smith got offended by it well he laughed at it initially but I think he got offended when he looked at uh, his wife's reaction (laughs) and went up and slapped him there's conspiracy theories where people say uh, it was all staged and where there was cheek pads and all that type of stuff I don't think it was staged I don't think it's I think it's a massive overreaction um, and to be honest considering her background in shagging behind his back I think she got <laughs> off quite lightly really so see I've I honestly didn't know any of this I've I know
1: Will Smith from the Fresh Prince but uh, honestly that's that's about it and it's rap arguably raping. his best work yeah. in my <laughs> personal opinion
0: um, I, I, I think it's a massive he's a massive star There's lots of people follow his work for me I uh, I I think Fresh Prince was his key, key work. And I, I think, because he used to have the comedic elements, but also those touching ones as well, you know, when it he was heartfelt and deep, I think that showed his true range. Yeah. And I, I think he's a person, I think he struggled to kind of replicate that. I, mean, I know he's got his big blockbuster films, and he gets paid lots, and he's done, like, loads of other stuff, like... Uh, or is it... Um, Men in, black with and, oh, Men in black pursuit of happiness and many is crap. <laughs> I, I absolutely how are them films become popular. I have no idea. Bear in mind, I absolutely love Tommy Lee Jones, and I still can't get into him. <laughs> so for me, when it comes to like Tommy Lee Jones, I love like Under Siege and that type of stuff, like proper overacting in your face, eighty yeah. style like. films. Isn't one for me. Full stop. Really, really. I, I, I just
1: think to myself, oh, it's like two hours of my life, and if I don't enjoy it, I'd rather just Turn put a series of something on or.
0: I don't know. I don't so. Two hours of your life for the film, but you'll watch a series, which can like be about yeah, twenty-four but hours. I
1: know from a series, in, you know, <laughs> half an hour episode. Whether I'm going to enjoy it or not, and I can just switch it off. And I, I think my problem is I'm, I'm worried I'll get too invested into a film, which is what happens all the time. Yeah. When my wife puts a film on, I'll end up sitting and watching it and think, oh, and even if I have enjoyed it, I think, oh. That's two hours of my life, but for me, my the best film in the world for me is The Big Lebowski. I watch that over and over again. Happy with that? Not a fan. Not a fan. No, I love it. It's the greatest film I've ever made, as far as <laughs> I'm concerned.
0: Essentially, <coughs> what we're highlighting is we are two very, very yeah, different yeah. People. <laughs> united <laughs> in beer. That's that's <laughs> all right though. Yeah, that yeah. Common really. <coughs> now, I tried to watch The Big Lebowski again. I just couldn't get like get into it. Uh, maybe my frame of mind at the time. I I do appreciate that at certain times I start. I try and watch things. I'm not in the right frame of mind so I don't watch it and then like, I'll turn it off and then I'll watch it again like 10, 15 years later. Yeah. Um, I appreciate them a lot more.
1: I do like the music as well. I'll buy an album and think, oh, I don't like this, but I'll keep it because I know five, yeah, 10 know, years down that. the line I'll go, all right, now that clicks for me. I get it now. I don't know, I'll know i come back around to it, You know, yeah. unless I absolutely hate it to start with and I'm not up in it, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat>
0: but you know. Yeah, I am... Um I'm, I'm a massive... My two main things are generally uh, sports and films. They're, they're my go-to. I've always... Like, when I was younger, like, films were my escapism. I'm massively yeah. into, like, uh, sci-fi stuff. So... Blade uh, Runner? No.
1: No. No. <laughs> See, I, I I really got into Blade Runner during the lockdown. I, I never really watched it properly. But I really, really watched that because of uh, Vangelis as well, the soundtrack. To be fair,
0: Fantastic. I haven't... Wa- I think it's one of those films that I've watched... The whole film, but not all in one go. Yeah. So I see sections of it, snippets of it, and stuff like that. I loved Blade Runner the game as a PC game <laughs> back in. All right. I absolutely loved that. I thought it was brilliant, um, but I couldn't really get into the film. My type of one was. Um, I mean, I'm, I grew up as a massive Star Trek fan. Um, I'd agree with you on that. I love Star Trek. Now, the,
1: what? Which series?
0: Next gen yeah same here
1: yeah I, I would, I'd drink to that yeah definitely Next Generation yeah. for me Patrick obsessed Stewart obsessed with that um, I, I couldn't care less about Star Trek the first original or anything oh, afterwards I, them. I just I think I just like Patrick Stewart so that Patrick Stewart's amazing I, during the pandemic I watched the whole of Next Generation twice <laughs> brilliant how sad is that but I loved it it was great
0: yeah, Next Generation <laughs> for me I think is brilliant I appreciate the original ones for what they were at that time um yeah, they're enjoyable to watch. They're not nowhere near as good as Next Gen. For me, Next Gen, obviously, it was a bigger budget. Higher quality of actor. Yeah. with was more investment in it to And get I think Broadway. it still stands
1: up today, visually. Yeah. When you look at it, it doesn't look like something that was... Well, the first series what like, 1987 or something yeah. like that? It doesn't look like something that was filmed in nine eighty seven. It still stands up, I think. Was
0: it the first episode was the one with the introduction of Q? I think it might have been, Yeah, yeah. 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 So... I th- I think the way they did it was clever because although it was clearly an age as a visual representation they t- purposely didn't have any modern day influences and had it all set on what the futuristic element yeah. was supposed to be and I think that's what made it so special Yeah, because it was its, it's, itself, it's, its well. own entity yeah. and I think it was really clever D Space Nine, to be honest I actually quite enjoyed D Space Nine it wasn't as good but there elements you know, like uh, Chief I don't O'Brien. I do think I've really to, watched fire. It, to be fair. I just, I just know I really enjoy Next Generation. Elements so of it, actually. Yeah. There's quite a lot of crossovers between some of the characters, like Chief O'Brien, Uh, Worf. There's a, there are people that brought over. over. Um, Commander Sisko, though, actually, I think he's fantastic, so he's definitely worth watching for him as well. Um, but then kind of, this is where it, they tried to keep it going and made it worse. Right. So, like, Voyager, crap. My wife loves it. I hated it. Um, then they <laughs> tried to restart it and do Enterprise, which is Enterprise before the original series. Yeah. But then they had more Aliens than what the later ones are. Well, that doesn't make sense. Um, so it kind of lost its way a bit, really. And then they went, they restarted, they did one called Discovery on Netflix. Have you watched that? No give that a blast because that's very very good okay. um, I appreciate I'm geeking out a lot of minutes, no, it's more for the listeners sorry I'll be no, back on to normal stuff in a crack minute on. Uh, <laughs> yeah Discovery was really really clever the way they did that was I liked the setup of that and also by the the other standpoint um, have you seen Picard
1: yes now just Fantastic. around that
0: the first series
1: watched that really enjoyed it to see some of the old cast again and that was great but now, the brutality of it yeah, it's like it was so un Star Trek. It was it was fantastic. But the, the new series, obviously, it's out now. It, an episode every Friday. Whatever, I haven't it. seen any. yet well, I've not watched any yet either because I'm sort of saving them. Up. Not, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. Is when I know. I was want to watch one again. like talking about watching an episode and want to carry on. I will do that with that. So I'm yeah. kind of waiting for them to come week. out. Yeah, I'm going to watch them all in one in one go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm saving up for that. I'm looking, the only thing I just quickly to backtrack to the next generation. The only thing that I found a bit off with the whole of that. It's my only complaint. Is I don't know which series it is. Where it's the third or fourth. Where Picard suddenly starts wearing a leather jacket for a bit. I thought, what the hell's going on here? That's the only thing I just thought. No, I'm not. I'm not a fan of that. You're not a fan of that one.
0: Apart from that, I love it. Five star. But your only uh, criticism of uh, yeah the whole of the next. I just
1: watching it and going, "Uh, what's this all about?
0: But yeah, Uh, that's why the artistic influence kind of. uh, I don't know whether it was sometimes that sometimes they get to a stage where the actors have become too big and that they uh, yeah I feel like that was his decision and he yeah. wanted that leather jacket oh, yeah. himself yeah he he does not care what other people's opinion are he just does what his own thing is uh, but right I've stopped geeking out now so sorry for everybody who uh, listened to me talk about Star Trek again but yeah on the final one I will say Fifth Element great film yes. if you haven't watched it later absolutely multipass. Good enough. I'll sit there and quote it No, 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 let's move on. Let's move <laughs> on. Right. So, uh, the big fault for the episode was Ron Seal and Northern Monk with their Saison. Very traditional in that kind of respect. Not massively overpowering in comparison with the foggy IPA. But if you haven't tried it or you can still get your hands on it, I would say it's worth trying. Yeah. Right. So, the Around the World for this episode is from Belgium, I know, because. You uh you quite like some of the wheaty beers and stuff like that. a oh, so big, big fan of wheat beer, yeah. So I kind of went for this because a lot of these um, Belgian beers actually have a wheat element into it as well. So this is from Bornham and this is a triple. So I'm trying to find the uh, Richter scale. So this is nine percent. So quite tame. For is one it of really? Yeah.
1: Now I've just had a couple of sips. I would never have guessed that. <laughs> That's really some of them, some of them don't. Some of them are yeah, really that's, dangerous. That is extremely dangerous. Never mind the first one. That is dangerous.
0: I find with the Belgian beers, they are either quite pleasant and palatable, and then you look at the ABV and go, "What the hell?" Yeah. Or it's like like drinking terps. There's yeah. no way. Yeah, between. yeah,
1: I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, this is definitely the former.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I can't speak French, so we'll just have to guess what the rest of it is. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So. You say you've had a couple of sips. What's the uh, any flavours?
1: I, you know, when I first smelt it, can, I thought banana, it's not banana y. You know what? Yeah, I'll agree with that.
0: Um, the, the banana the wheat foamy, sweet,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not massive, like, not like drinking um, banana bread beer. <laughs> like the Wells, whatever brews that now, Eaglewood, yeah, that's uh, it. no, Eagle. It was Wells, wasn't it? At some poor, or oh, oh, I don't know, or they sure? I've no idea what I'm talking about. Ignore me, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm a big fan of that beer, but um. Yeah, as soon as I smell that, there's a, there's a slight whiff of it, but it, it's that. it's not as fruity as the last ones, but that's really nice. When that, you said that was 9%, that does not I need to have a look nice at the bottle. At I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, trust I, me. I don't believe you. <laughs> top. Yeah, it is. Top right, yeah. No, Sorry, top. I can't read. Um,
0: that is really nice. it drinking 9% beer. Extremely dangerous. It really is. That does not taste 9% at all. Um, are you drinking it? I think you can kind of pick up a little bit of the bananary flavour. Now, sometimes that can kind of happen with the wheats that's put into the drink.
1: <laughs> I think that's what my um,
0: point. I don't know why. Or I don't know how it occurs. But I have noticed there's a certain couple of wheat beers that you can just pick up that kind of subtle bananary flavour. Now, I wouldn't say it's strong enough that anybody doesn't like banana.
1: Oh we'll no, definitely
0: off. no, no. It's a very, very subtle. Yeah. Like you kind of have to go searching. So for someone's
1: it. just opened a banana a few meters away from you, yeah. about to eat it. You can sort of smell it in the room, but yeah, only. Oh, is that a banana? Yeah, not yeah. like an orange where you can definitely smell it. It's an yeah, orange not in that. your face. Yeah, yeah, no, it's-,
0: no it, it's very, very subtle. But considering that that is a triple, that's very subtle, very smooth, very clean. I very would, clean. I would buy this. Yeah, definitely, I would drink. Oh, this. I did. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Well, to be fair, I, I went in blind. It could have been absolutely horrendous yeah.
1: as well. But I was worried because, yeah, like you said about those those beers, the Belgian sort of beers. Sometimes they can be very. Ugh, they're too much. I can't. I can't. Especially the dark ones. They're not for me. No, no.
0: Well, the a lot of these came from a collection pack that I managed to get, okay. and um, to be honest, the majority of the Belgian ones I've had up until. At like that point, I really didn't enjoy. I found them quite bitter, quite harsh. I was like, why do people spend all this money going to Belgium for the beers? It's crap. Since i kind of bought that case and some of the ones I've bought since that have been related to like those uh, beers, absolutely beautiful. I'm, that's one of them. I'm, I, I can't remember if I had a Bournemouth one before. It may have been a, a different style one because I, I went for different varieties but yeah. so we didn't have any of the same beers over. But no, that, that's absolutely beautiful. Very, very, very nice. Really enjoyable. And quite surprisingly sir.
1: Yeah. so. Yeah. So I, I do, I think the label <coughs> must be on upside down. I'm like, sure 6%, not 9%. You'll <laughs> Well,
0: <coughs> find out when you try walking. Maybe yourself. it's
1: not written in French. It's just the label's upside down. That's all it was.
0: <coughs> that's oh, very right. good. Yeah, so Bournemouth, definitely uh, definitely worth giving that one a try. The Triple, that, I don't know what the other ones are, but the Triple, definitely worth a blast. Right, so uh, as we have mentioned, I am sport mad. <laughs> yeah, you are not. No, 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 not for me. But you used to play sports when you were younger, didn't you? Rugby. When I was a what kid. position? What was I? Left prop. Oh, okay. Yeah. Quite That's... tall for a prop. I couldn't run, could I, sir? Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Just put me in that position. That's fine. I think there's a uh, like not to say that you know you're fat or anything like that, but anybody from the rugby community, every time you see a front rower score a try, it's majestic. Yeah, It's like, it's like watching a unicorn running through a field, do you know what I mean? It happens so little, it's like, run fatty, score the try! I do, I do remember,
1: I think secondary school played for the team, that, playing against another school and some kid had just grabbed my legs and I just dragged him with me and I was like you, you come in with me then mate I'm off
0: <laughs> so. I mean I know in like the elite levels and stuff like that the forwards aren't like the front row aren't your traditional kind of front row they're quite lean they're quite stocky and stuff like that but I, you know for me personally, there is nothing more beautiful than watching <laughs> like a, a loose head prop who literally like drinks about twenty points every day of the week, just galloping over and scoring a try. For me, yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's majestic. It's yeah. beautiful.
1: Um, <laughs> I think, for, yeah, I, I'm not really into sports, but I do. I tend to watch the rugby, okay. the Six Nations. Um, one of my best friends is, is Welsh, so I like to watch the England Wales game together. It's a good. It's a good laugh. We always do that, and it's in, we, we enjoy it and. That's about as far as it goes for me. Um, that and... Yeah. It used to... When you're a kid, everyone's into football. But the last time I was into football, Alan Shearer was playing, David Seaman. Yeah that's, yeah, yeah, that's That was it for me. I'm not really following it at I think all. Was, so. I think
0: that was a, a golden era, really. But yeah. I think it was also before... Um, the likes of money and club rivalries kind of right. ruined it a lot. Because um, there, was, there was a peak... Period where like you had like David Beckham and Paul Scholes and you know Steven Gerrard or yeah you know, I know that they were kind of like massive players and like big names Frank Lampard that type of stuff, but actually they all say looking in hindsight it was because the club rivalries for the Premier League because they were trying to make the Premier League so intense, yeah. the club rivalry that they forced on them actually ruined any chance of them actually doing. Oh, really? Ending massive, so... Which is crazy, really, as a a hindsight concept. Yeah. Um, Yeah, like I said, I I sort of enjoyed it as a kid, but not for me, but... I I don't follow football. Um, I've started watching a bit of it recently because my eldest son kind of got into the football a bit from the Euros. Yeah. Obviously, the World Cup's coming up, and he's one of the ones... He generally prefers, like, rugby or cricket. Yeah. But... I think other people—it's that thing, isn't it? Especially like lads in the UK. Football tends to be a strong yeah. conversation. Who Starter. do you support? Who do you support? Yeah, it's, like, it's that type. Okay. It's, it's a typical thing. You still
1: get it? asked that now, as as, a, as an adult in work. Who do you support? It's like, I don't really watch football. And people taking it back. Do you mean you don't watch football? I'm not, I'm just not really into it. I don't, you know, but yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like well, well, when I say to me, like what team you support? Like Leicester Tigers a lot. Like- uh, is in less City I was like no that's the wrong sport man. <laughs> you know what I mean because I'm very much like infused into rugby I, I love it but yeah no I'm, it, it's it is that thing it is the conversation starter and I think it is quite an important social structure generally in, especially yeah. in England. in this country definitely um, but for me I, I grew up um, being a West Brom fan so, but West Brom, before they had money, yeah. <laughs> not that i have ever spent it, but um, my so, memory Have they got money now, they are? Well, they never spend it, so they might <laughs> Um But my memory was, we, we didn't have massive amount of money growing up, so we used to get, like, the FA Cup tickets and stuff like when they were, like, playing, like, what was it, Harrow and stuff like that, the teams in every nerd. Yeah. We'd go, it would be... Freezing your tits off! I <laughs> uh, three pairs of socks on. A massive chaos. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, that, well, that's nowadays, man. Not as a kid. Uh, yeah, woolly hat, Cup of bovril on the side, woodman corner. Yeah, there was right, no seats right. in there; just concrete <laughs> steps. And, yeah, just stand there watching it. I absolutely loved it. For me, that was that was the glory of yeah. uh, football, really, when it was proper kind of grassroots. You'd see your favourite players. Uh, Bob Taylor was a big one for me growing up because he, you know, fantastic player. Really could have gone on and done like so much better if he hadn't had like so much club loyalty. He went into his little stint in the Premier League, but then came back because that was the club he wanted to be associated with. And you're like, fair play that—that's the kind of thing that doesn't really happen yeah. a lot nowadays. Now it's all about money. Um, but yeah, so I started losing interest when it became more money focused. Yeah. and it was less more business than a sport than, yeah. yeah and I think that's the I think that's ultimately the reason why a lot of people are kind of losing interest in football because it, it is run as a business and it's a massive amount of money as well yeah um what my friend's son is massive into football uh he plays for a semi-professional team The reason why they picked a semi-professional team that's not in the main leagues, rather than because they're they're being scouted by like some big Midlands clubs. Like I think they're all interested. Um, But the problem is when you sign up to these big teams, they have complete control over your exercise and your life. Uh, Okay. Which I never knew about. (coughs) So this is quite an interesting concept, really. So essentially, say for example, you're 12 years old. You must have been football. You're showing some oh, skill. I'm, I'm cool. 12 years old. Are you, are you drinking <laughs> beer? Oh, yeah, go on, sorry. Matt from <laughs> Dudley. Um, yeah, 12 years old. Uh, Aston Villa comes up. Yeah, you're good. We're going to sign you. Oh, yeah, cool. Right. So you can't do PE at school. We'll send you a letter to your school to say that we'll look after all your exercise, physical exercise uh, requirements. Well, in case you injure yourself? is Yeah. That right? Yeah, okay. Uh, you can't go and... Play any other sport, or you can't take on go to a skate park. You can't go and ride your bike or after school or anything like that. No, 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 no. So far, these two things sounded good to me when I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> but literally, you will go and train, and that's all you do. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that people don't kind of. And you're, you're you're falling to one or two camps as a parent, whereas you so focused on your kids becoming a successful footballer and want to earn big money, so force them into it.
1: Yeah.
0: Or you go, actually... They're not going to be happy doing You're not going to have a child with you. Yeah. Do you want to do this? Or yeah. do you want to go and actually have fun and stuff like that? Whereas the semi-professional leagues, there's a bit more leniency with that type of stuff. So actually, that's not so bad. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I thought it was completely weird that the, that was actually something that genuinely happens. And, uh, do you think how many kids get signed? Yeah. How many kids actually go on to genuinely go and play f- for... So it, it kind of makes sense in one way because
1: you want to make sure that if you protecting your investment, it becomes yeah, as i was about to say that it becomes more of a business than a sport. That that's your investment. You want to make sure that you're going to get your money's worth out of that investment.
0: But you are seeing people as just they are pounds money on entities, yeah. And, yeah. There's no emotional attachment to it. Yeah, and that and that's not. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll use Aston Villa as a you know, a reference point. It wasn't actually Aston Villa that did that, but I just thought I'd pick a different yeah. team anyway. But that is standard practice across all of the big teams inside, uh, like the like the football leagues, which I is didn't know that. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I think a lot of people won't pick that. No, as, uh, no. As, Like as, that's how they set themselves up. Yeah, and I think you, you have to be. I think you gotta be a certain type of person to force your kid to do that. You, I mean, not saying it's a bad parenting or anything like that. I'm saying it's more a case of what are you trying to get out of it for yeah. your kid? Is it because you want them to be successful? Is it because you want them to be rich? Is it because you actually you love football that much that so you live and breathe it, and you know you want them to be the same? There's so many variables in that respect. But for me, I I could never force my kid to do that because. No. I actually I'd actively discourage them to it.
1: Yeah, well if they if they wanted to do it that
0: again for me yeah. with my kids it'd be their choice. And if, yeah, that, if you're happy I'll
1: just say if you're happy doing that, crack on, that's fine, I'll support you, but oh, I don't think I'd, I'd yeah, if you, if you know that's what is gonna happen, you'd want to say, Look, it's your choice but
0: you need to I thing. think you need to go them like with open eyes, this yeah. is what you're signing up to. If you're still happy to do that, then yeah. okay, carry on and do that. But for me, yeah, you need to make sure that you are aware, because if you sign up to this, you can't just back out of it. Yeah. You know I mean? It's, it's learning that responsibility, isn't it? But yeah, random tangent, but uh, yeah. yeah, that's generally how football works. <laughs> well, I've just finished one. That was very nice. I did notice it didn't take long to disappear. Uh, no, no, disappear. sorry. But yeah, so that was uh, <coughs> Bournemouth all the way from Belgium. 9%, did not taste 9% in the slightest. Um, But very, very pleasant. Feel I might be zigzagging home, though. Oh, I mean, that's generally what happens (laughs) at the end of these. Um, Moving on to the wild card. And it is a wild card this time, because not necessarily a beer, but in context with everything else we've had, massive offshoot. So this is from Love Lane, and it's Baltic Berliner, which is raspberry, blueberry and blackcurrant. I believe it's brewed in... Yeah, Liverpool... He says it's a sour as well. Yeah, that's why vanilla yeah.
1: is. It's a sour. Oh, beer. Okay. See for me, the flavours in that right my street. I like jammy, fruity sort of beers. That's raspberry, great. To me. love yeah. raspberry. But um, it's usually, I find sours have got the best sounding sort of you know, vanilla sort of yeah. thing. That and stouts, vanilla, chocolate, this sort of thing. And then you have either the word stout or sour at the end of it. and I tend to go, oh, I don't know about that, but I will give
0: obviously. Give I it a will. Go. I will say that actually with the last few sours I've had have been beautiful okay not always the case so I think a lot of it is it's all dependent on the alcoholic volume because the stronger the alcohol volume I think that makes it worse yeah it's like 3.5 like to 4% it. percent. Yeah. they it's subtle enough so it's not a massively overpowering um, but yeah so I can see you've had a bit of a Swig. So, what's your analysis of it? I actually
1: really enjoy that. It is sour, but not not too Paris, much. It's, yeah. There's like a slight sourness at the end, like a note, but it's not. Usually, if you have a sour, it, it the first little bit, you're like, oh, you, you, you suck your own face in. Go, that's really sour. Well, for me, because I'm not a fan of them. Yeah. That drink it, very nice. A couple of seconds later, oh, just no. But it's just as sour, say as a like a It's more a tartness than a soundness. The raspberries, I
0: think, it's very raspberry and it's very nice. In particular, the Berliner Weiss style, because it is that weaker flavour, I actually quite enjoy those. Um, Actually, I tried a Berliner Weiss, I think, about two years ago. We did it for like, um, we did like a Christmas advent, uh, me and the old co host, and we went through, and Berliner Weiss was one of the ones we had. It was like more of a traditional one. Absolutely stunning, 3.5%, and a lemony flavour. Beautiful. It was like lemon sherbet. Okay, yeah. Banging. Absolutely beautiful. And then we've found a couple of gems since... Some of the ones... I, I, I do tend to get put off by the alcoholic content. I, I will, if it's anything stronger, I will not. Yeah. It. Um But I think the way in which they do that sort of traditional style, I think it works very, very nice. That one, you can smell the sourness. And when you do drink it, you do have that initial... I would say sour, would, buy, but not, ma- not like I say. It's not. It's, yeah, I it's back. Like back I said
1: it's more. It's more of a tartness, like yeah. you're like eating actual fruit than than a sourness.
0: It's not overpowering. It's not even as sour as a Tang in my no. opinion. No,
1: definitely not. No, no. no. Yeah,
0: you know I mean, and then you get that that nice fruity juice at the end. Mm-hmm. it kind of like oh, that's how good, everything. Yeah, it's Very juicy. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like I do this a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <We're here>. uh, <laughs> Well, I drink a lot. So I was worried about trying to describe beers because, or whatever we're drinking, because I kind of go, it just tastes like a beer to me, I don't know, but then...
0: I think actually, a lot of people do. Um, like, if you ever yeah. listen listened to the first podcast we did, it's absolutely horrendous. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's one of the things, actually, when you, you do, you drink beer for one or two reasons, like, you, you drink it for the relaxing, the comfort, the enjoyment... Or you drink it because you want to pick up on different flavours and you're trying to analyse stuff because you want to see what's going on with it.
1: I tend to drink more like beers like this, IPAs or sours or things that have got weird flavours and taste when I'm on my own, not just to relax. But drinking beer in general is more like a social lubricant out with friends, Yeah, if you see what I mean. So if I was out with a group of mates, I wouldn't probably drink any of these maybe one to try oh well, that looks a bit interesting i'll give it a go but i tend to stick to what i know really because it's more just alcohol sort of social lubricant than, i'm the yeah. exact opposite
0: okay <laughs> so i will purposely get beers and hold beers until someone else is there to try them with me just so we can get the different yeah. elements because i know that my palate works completely different to like yours or yeah. my father-in-law's or my brother yeah, well, everyone's so like different how. aren't they yeah it's in, I always find it quite interesting in what elements we can pick up different to each other. Um, I, was, I think it's a conversation starter. That's the reason why I started the podcast in the first yeah. place because it was the case of this is what I used to do on weekends with random people. So, well, yeah. why not stick a microphone in Because I wanted yeah. to do a podcast anyway after I lost my TV job. So I was like, well... It makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Genuinely, the whole process <coughs> behind it. But yeah, um, I'm actually finding that very, very pleasant. Yeah, yeah me too so <laughs> it's good it's, it's far more enjoyable than I expected it to be So, uh, but now it becomes the awkward part and because you're the guest guess yeah. what you get you what, get to go first what do I have to do uh, pick your order from 4th place to 1st place
1: you know what I thought that would be more difficult but I think I've already figured it out Really? Honestly, okay, I'm very undecided, so... I'm just thinking about... Do you want me to go for... Yeah, last... Yeah, last... Last, the worst one, all the way through to your best one. This, the, the Ron Seal, is my, my worst. Okay. I, like I said, if someone brought me a pint of that in a pub, I'd finish it. Uh, thanks very much for that. Oh, would you like another one? No, I'm okay, thanks. It's not... Not for me. Third, I would go with... The first one we had, the okay, the drive-through prop, Andy. Yes, yeah, drive-through Andy. Again, really nice. I can't remember what I said about it to start with, <laughs> but after having all four of them, that would be my, my third. Okay, second would be the one we're having right now, the raspberry sour. The balloon, the bologna, see, bologna, Yeah, I can't yeah. see the label from here. Yeah, and then number one would be the Belgian.
0: Oh, the born in.
1: I think for me, considering. I was just taken aback with the percentage. There's no way that that is really well brewed. Just as delicious, I could definitely drink a few of those and really enjoy it. As though I, do, I do tend to go lean more towards fruity beers, like the Pump of the Jam, yeah, yeah. those sort of things. But the sourness for me isn't something I yeah. lean more that's towards. Really that's true. the only reason I'd if if this was say, a fruity IPA, I'd probably put this at number one. Yeah. Because that's my... Uh, right. That's in my warehouse, that is, that's, that's for me. But that, the, it's that wheat... I'm, I'm a big fan of wheat beers as well, so that, that slight wheatiness to
0: it as well, <clears throat> definitely number one for me. Okay. Right, well, my order is different to yours. If I'm honest, I'm probably going to decide a couple as we go. Fair enough. Uh, but in last place, unsurprisingly... Saison, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's exactly what it says on tin. Uh, I'm just not a fan of Saisons. It's just not my style. Um, they kind of fill a, a, a niche that doesn't lend itself to my palate, and I'm I'm happy with that. But and that was a better version than the one I had before, like considerably. So I just don't think it's my style yeah. of beer. <laughs> this, is, this is where the confusion comes in <laughs> because the other three are very very close I've actually enjoyed all three so oh, yeah. out of my norm I think I'm going to go the Baltic a third mainly because actually surprisingly enough it is juicy but I'm expecting a little bit more of a hit mainly because I've had a couple of these recently that are really, really good. I've got another one you can try in a bit. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Just, I think it's maybe just slightly off on the balance, but it is a very, very pleasant beer, but I think just based on what's in front of me, yeah. I think I'm going to slot that into third place just. And I'm very, very torn between the other two. It's like They
1: were both good, I've got to say, but... Yeah.
0: Which one would I go for more? You know what? I'm going to go through Dry Through Andy second. Um, and So we agree on the number one then? No. Yeah, that's really, really good. Really, yeah. <laughs> really, really, good. really enjoyable. But yeah, uh, Dry Through Andy very nice. Doesn't taste 7.2% at all. Not massively hoppy but a very pleasant enjoyable drink. Very recommended to get your hands on. Uh, and also the Bornum top place it's just it's really really nice yeah really pleasant and I will look for more yeah that's all I can say really uh, but yeah so thank you very much for joining me Dan uh, much appreciated thanks for having me <laughs> it's quite fun isn't it yeah definitely yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah so I'll be again the podcast is now a monthly one we'll all try and get it up by the end of the month uh, I appreciate this is literally the last day of the month but at least we're in there uh, yeah so I'll get one I should have my next guest all lined up for next month with some uh, interesting beers to follow. So yeah, thank you very much for listening and we'll speak to you soon. Bye.